Work is broken. So is the way you think about it. Host Lori Rudiman is breaking things down so you can put them back together and make work something you can enjoy. Let's fix work together. And now with the Let's Fix Work podcast, here's Lori. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Fix Work. I'm Lori Rudiman. Today's show is an interview with Sylvia Acevedo, the CEO of the Girl Scouts USA. As a former Girl Scout myself, I am overjoyed. Sylvia is a rocket scientist, a STEM leader, and a tech founder. After successfully exiting from corporate America, Sylvia went back to her roots with the Girl Scouts and took on the role of CEO. I began the first half of our conversation by asking Sylvia, do you think work is broken? And with Me Too and gender equity issues, what's the state of the workforce today? You know, right now we're moving from the industrial age to the age of data. And a lot of that involves technology. And unfortunately, because of the technology pipeline not really being filled with many women, a lot about what is work is being defined without us women getting to put in our perspective. And, you know, that is something at Girl Scouts we're really working on. Right now, a huge percentage, over 80% of the female tech leaders in Silicon Valley that were, were Girl Scouts. It's a big percentage. But the problem is there aren't very many of them, right? So we know that we are the leadership pipeline, but we need to expand that leadership pipeline. And at Girl Scouts, we teach all these amazing leadership skills. We are really an experts in how girls learn and lead. And obviously, you know, we're great with the outdoors. Our cookie program launches the entrepreneur, but also, you know, teaching you so much about customer service, you know, about business, about ethics, setting goals. You know, those things are incredibly important life skills, but also our expansion in the world of STEM and particularly cybersecurity. When we see what is happening in the world, implied consent on so much of our digital platforms, it doesn't have to be that way. So we really want to make sure that girls have the skills to utilize technology, not just as users, but they're also going to be able to be the creators, the inventors, the designers. They get to be the lawyers, the marketeers, who are going to be able to influence. So at Girl Scouts, we want to make sure that girls have those skills and the confidence to be able to use their voice around issues that matter to them. Well, you know, speaking of confidence, when I hear you speak about the future of work, you sound optimistic. Are you optimistic? Is that a correct assumption? You know, I am optimistic. It is going to look a lot different. And I'm optimistic because I see all these amazing young girls who really want to make a difference. And I see how excited they are. And we're giving them the skills to make a difference. You know, I'll just tell you one example. We launched a cybersecurity platform and talking about the different badges. Within a few months, there is a girl in the agricultural fields of California, so not in Silicon Valley or anything like that, out in the ag fields. Her Gold Award project is, what happens to the sustainability of our food supply when the Internet of Things gets hacked and all of our farm equipment is not able to be used? Wow. Okay. Whoa. I'm blown away. <laughs> Me too. She's thinking about that. So I get enthused because I get to work with all these amazing young girls who have so much enthusiasm and we're giving them the skills, the confidence, the leadership skills so that they can go out and make a difference in the world. So I'm excited about that. 
Well, I'm glad you're excited. You know, I'm a bit of a cynic myself, but hearing that story makes me a little optimistic. And I'm actually bullish on the Girl Scouts. I'm a former Girl Scout myself, and I have wonderful, tremendous memories of it. And I know that Girl Scouting builds girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. So as the CEO of the organization, can you tell us a little bit about what you do for the Girl Scouts to help the organization achieve its mission? You know, I love that question. And I do ask all of your alumni to go to LinkedIn and put your Girl Scout affiliation on your LinkedIn profile, whether you were just a brownie, a junior, a gold award, first class, whatever, put your profile on there and join our Girl Scout network on LinkedIn. We're really excited about how many Girl Scouts we're able to tap into our alumni base. Now, what we're doing at Girl Scouts, well, one thing is, if you just look in the last two years when I've been CEO, we've renounced more STEM badges than we have in this, and more badges just in general. We've taken much more of a Silicon Valley agile programming approach. So we've been able to, instead of create all the content, curate it, work with subject matter experts. So we've been able to develop so much more, many more programs for the girls and badges as well. So first of all, you just see so much more emphasis, not just on STEM, but really a reinvigoration of what we're doing on the great outdoors as well. But in addition to that, we want to make sure that a lot of our STEM programming is unplugged. And there is really a reason for that because we want girls to understand the theory, to understand it without somebody else having predefined the experience for them. We want them to wonder. We want them to figure out a lot of science outside in the great outdoors, staring at the universe, staring at the stars. I know that changed my life, staring at the stars and having a troop leader teaching me about constellations, which led me to earn a space badge, a science badge, and got me interested in rockets. I mean, it was just really great. We want girls to wonder, and we want them to not have somebody else having predefined. The other thing is we want them to bring who they are. So, for example, one of our partners wants girls to learn a lot about buoyancy at sea and water. And, you know, what we work with subject matter experts, and they say, you know, to teach you about buoyancy is all these different aspects. So we get them and we say, okay, now we're going to make it relevant to a middle school girl. And so what we do is she builds a model dog, a corgi, specifically a corgi because they have a low center of gravity. And they're adorable. They're adorable. And they're adorable, yes. (laughs) And then the dog has to float in the lake. So you have to be able to create some type of device to keep the dog afloat so its head is above water and it stays alive, right? So what girl doesn't want to keep her adorable (laughs) corgi dog alive, right? Totally, absolutely. So she learns about buoyancy. She learns about, you know, all these different things like center of gravity, et cetera, in a way that's fun and relevant to her. Oh, that's such a nice example and really fun. Well, you just touched a little bit on your background. So can you tell us what you did before joining the Girl Scouts? What did you bring from your previous career into your current role? So, you know, I actually am a systems engineer, an industrial engineer, and you really know how to deal with a lot of big systems and complexity. And my first job out of college was as a rocket scientist. So that is the biggest, most complex system of all the universe. And I was able to work on two projects, 
which is the Voyager 2, which was a flyby of Jupiter, the planet Jupiter and its moons, Io and Europa. And I did a lot of algorithms and analysis and data on that project. And the other project was the Solar Polar Solar Probe, which just recently launched as the Parker Solar Probe. And that was a mission to the, to the sun. And that was really trying to figure out how do you get something close to the sun so it doesn't melt, you know, survives radiation, solar wind, all sorts of things like that. It took a long time to even develop the materials that could withstand the radiation and the heat to the sun. So that was really fun projects. But then I had the opportunity to go to Stanford and I was able to earn my master's in Stanford in engineering. And I had a great career in Silicon Valley working for companies like IBM, Apple, Dell Computer, Autodesk. And after I did that, I started a tech company with three men, and we had a successful exit. And at that point in time, I could have gone back into technology, but I decided to get involved with the rising generation, especially with improving educational outcomes. And I started to do community organizing and grassroots mobilization. And when I started in Austin, actually went across the country, and I ended up being on the White House Commission for Educational Excellence under President Obama. And I was able to help change some policy in early learning. And along the way, somebody had asked me, I think it was a researcher at Stanford, they said, you know, we want to ask you, because you're one of the few Hispanics to have ever gotten a graduate engineering degree from Stanford, male or female, and why is that? And through that, I realized that it was that great start that Girl Scouts gave me, earning my space badge, science badge, doing my hands-on learning about confidence and courage learning the great things about the cookie program, setting goals, not taking no for an answer. And all those things put me on a trajectory that was really different and allowed me to have tremendous success. So at that point, I started volunteering on the Girl Scout board. And uh, I was on the national board. And then they asked me to step as interim and then stay as CEO. So that's how I got from rocket science to right here, a great job, which is the CEO of Girl Scouts. Well, that's an amazing story. I wonder what's more difficult, being a rocket scientist or solving for gender inequality in our workforce? (laughs) I have to tell you, they're huge issues. And it's a good thing I have a lot of systems thinking. I can think about a lot of variables as well. Yeah, I bet that definitely comes in handy. Well, what do you want our listeners to know about Girl Scouting in 2018 that might surprise them? I think what they'd be really surprised about is the breadth of relevant offerings for them, especially around cybersecurity. We listen to girls, and girls tell us what they want. They tell us they want more adventure. We've listened. We're with big partnership with the North Face. Cybersecurity, girls are very concerned about, at the younger ages, how do you protect yourself from online bullying, sexting? And then as you get older, girls are really concerned about things like the example about sustaining our food, food supply. Girls are very concerned about how STEM is impacting our lives and things like getting out the vote. How do we create community? Those types of things are really important issues to them. And we are creating programs and values for girls. The Girl Agenda, which is what we call Go-Getter, Innovator, Risk-Taker, Leader, G-I-R-L, we really want to give girls the tools so that they can create positive change in their community around things that matter to them. And one thing we want you to know is our premier award, which is the Gold Award. We have amazing silver and bronze awards, which are taking action and improving your community and some type of service. That's fantastic. But the Gold Award is really what sets you up. I kind of call it a threefer. Why? It's a girls' college essay. So to do that, a Gold Award, you don't just do a service project. It has to be sustainable. It has to have an impact that lasts beyond you. 
So to give you some examples of our notable ones, one girl just recently for her Gold Award changed the law for child's marriage in New Hampshire. In two states, girls changed the law about secondhand smoke. Another girl recently, her Gold Award project was about plastic straws, and she got this company called Starbucks to stop using plastic straws. Wow. Yeah, that's everybody knows that story. Exactly. And these are Gold Award Girl Scouts in high school. Amazing. In high school. And so a girl's Gold Award project really sets her up for her college essay. It also avails her to tremendous scholarships. And a lot of recruiters look for it because if you have done a Gold Award project, that means you've had a sustainable impact on your community. That means you know how to create positive change that lasts. And what business leader doesn't want that? So a lot of people don't know about the Gold Award. They might know about our Silver or our Bronze Awards, but our Gold Award is that premier award. And the other thing I think for a lot of parents is there's college scholarship money. I had a father come to my office and he just wanted five minutes with me. And I said, okay. And he gave me a big hug. And I said, okay, great. What's this about? He said, because of my daughter's Gold Award project, she got into her Gold Award project with her college essay. She got into an elite private university with a four-year everything paid scholarship. So it's amazing. That Gold Award really is that edge that a lot of parents are looking for for their kids to get into a great school. So a lot of times parents have pulled their daughters out of Girl Scouts when they're in elementary school, going to middle school thinking, oh, now I have to prepare them for college, when actually staying in Girl Scouts really helps you prepare for college and it helps you get in. It gives you that competitive advantage. Yeah, I can see that. If you have a daughter age 5 to 18, make sure she gets involved in Girl Scouts. I love that message. Well, as we close out the first half of the show, I wonder if there was one thing that you were surprised to learn about Girl Scouting when you first became involved with the organization. Well, when I first became involved, I was a young girl and I didn't realize it was a group of girls that did fun things and took <laughs> action. And what I'm so excited about last night was with a bunch of girls and they're still doing fun things and taking action. So Aww. I'm really excited about that. Well, that's lovely. Well, listen, Sylvia, in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about what it means to be a Girl Scout and how Girl Scouts impact individuals beyond traditional girls. So everybody sit tight. We'll be right back with more Let's Fix Work in a moment. Hey, everybody. Did you know that employees are stressed because of financial issues? Of course you do. You might even be stressed. Well, Let's Fix Work is proud to sponsor the Financial Wellness Telesummit for Human Resources Professionals. It's on October 16th through 18th, 2018 at 11 a.m. each day. You can head over to pocketofmoney.com forward slash FW Summit to learn more. At the summit, HR professionals will learn about financial wellness programs and activities that alleviate the negative effects of financial stress on employees and businesses. Each day of the summit, attendees will watch a presentation on a topic related to employee financial wellness. And guess what? You can do it from the comfort of your own desk. So head on over to pocketofmoney.com forward slash FW summit and sign up today. That's pocketofmoney.com forward slash FW Summit for more information on the Financial Wellness Telesummit for HR professionals. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Let's Fix Work. I'm Lori Rudiman, and I'm here today with Sylvia Acevedo. Sylvia, how are you doing? Did you enjoy the first half of the show? 
I did. You know, I love talking about Girl Scouts, you know, being the CEO of GSUSA. I'm just so proud of that. So thank you for this opportunity. Well, I'm really glad to have you here. And, you know, recently I read a quote from a girl who wrote, being a Girl Scout means that I get to help and educate people, learn new things about the world and have fun while I do it. And being a Girl Scout means stepping out of your comfort zone and helping others. It means doing things for other people other than yourself and feeling good about it. I think that's lovely. And I also think it's the origin of leadership right there. So I wonder, can you tell us about some of the deliberate and thoughtful ways that the Girl Scouts are developing the next generation of leaders? And what's the evidence? You know, you talked about data. What's the evidence that Girl Scouts positively impacts young women in the program? You know, great question. So the thing, we have so many experts in how girls learn and lead, and we imbue that in all of our work. So, you know, when I think about even how we begin working on any of our programs or our activities, they're girl-led. And when we say girl-led, they include project management. So you think project management for five or six-year-old daisies? Absolutely. It's like, what do you want to do? What do you need? So what are the resources required? Who's going to do what? And then how do you get buy-in, the collaboration? So from a very young age, you are learning a very important skill, which is project management, correct? And so as you get older, you realize the projects get a bit more complex. Sometimes it's a little harder to get buy-in. Girls may want to do one thing and not another, right? You maybe have to raise funds to be able to afford to do that activity. And you might have to do it in several stages. So, you know, as you get older, the projects do get a little bit more complex, but you've been learning how to do that from a very young age. And embedded in all that are what people call soft skills. That's how you get along with other people. We teach that from the very beginning. It's important to be a sister to every Girl Scout. It's important in how you treat people. It's important how you work to make the world a better place. We have one of our mottos is always leave the campground better than you found it. So really when Girl Scouts come into an area, when you leave that area, it needs to be better than when you found it. All those things are hallmarks of leadership and certainly servant leadership as well. So helping girls understand, you know, you have to get buy-in, you have to get collaboration, you've got to do, you know, teamwork. How do you do resource allocation? You know, how do you make sure you sequence it so everybody gets to participate? All of those things are so important for girls when they become leaders later in life. And the other aspect of our model is we have a caring adult that troop leader, that person who is there to really help develop your potential. So she's there not to do the exercise for you, but to help maybe provide some guidance or just to, like in my case, suggest maybe earning a science badge when she saw me looking at the stars. You know, I'm so grateful she did that. It changed my life. Yeah. You know, so all those teaching Girl Scouts, we still have, and we're making sure that girls get those opportunities. In addition, going to the great outdoors, making sure, you know, I like to say the first S in STEM is science, and that's outdoors. But in Girl Scouts, the first S also is singing. So if you do any of our camp activities, there's always going to be camp sound songs. You know, girls are going to go and have camp hair. I mean, the great thing about Girl Scouts is girl only. We're going to keep the girl in Girl Scouts. And so we'll make sure that she gets to do things in a safe environment and in a way that she can have trial and error keep trying after one time after another till she kind of gets the confidence and be able to master the subject. You know, I never thought about this, but I absolutely cannot sing but love to sing. 
And I bet I can trace that back to the Girl Scouts. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, you talked about keeping the girl in Girl Scouts. And I know there's been a little bit of controversy with the Boy Scouts of America. And I don't want to talk about that. I actually want to talk about what, if any, benefits are there to boys from girls participating in the Girl Scout program? And how does Girl Scouting help to promote diversity and inclusion in our society? You know, what's great is, you know, when you're learning everything, you want to have an opportunity to fail. I mean, if you're learning something, you're not going to know how to do it because by default, you know, by design, you're learning, right? And especially in non-traditional fields, for a girl to try something different, it's tough. You know, sometimes if she doesn't succeed the first time in her co-ed classroom, they'll say, oh, you're not good. That's not for you. Do something else. But in Girl Scouts, you get to try again and again. You get to have multiple efforts. You know you will be called on. You know you're going to get that chance. And, you know, just like me, and there's been millions of women like me, you got your first chance at hands-on science in a girl-only environment. You gain the confidence that you could actually do it. And then that confidence stayed with you so that when you went out to the workplace, and in my case, went out to work where there was men only, I had the confidence that I could do it. I had the resilience. I had the contingency planning. I had the project management skills. So when I got out there, I knew I could do it. I had the skill set to do that. So, you know, when you look at that and you look at, you know, Girl Scouts are 8% of the population, but we're more than half of all the female elected officials. Three-fourths of the U.S. female senators, Girl Scouts, all the female secretaries of state, Girl Scouts, almost every woman who's been in space was a Girl Scout. So we're a small percentage of the population, but the women's leadership that exists in America is largely Girl Scouts. So we are already doing so much about inclusion and diversifying. And we at Girl Scouts are, have been inclusive from the very beginning, and we are working to expand our ranks so that we can have even more girls in Girl Scouts, so that we can expand, well, the female pipeline, not just in technology, but in all different fields. Really interesting. Well, listen, you had mentioned that you have corporate partnerships and leaders around the world who want to get involved with the Girl Scouts. So can you tell us as listeners how we can support the Girl Scouts? How do corporations support you? What resources do you have if there are adults who are listening who are curious about Girl Scouting? Well, this is fantastic. So first of all, I would encourage you, no cost, go to LinkedIn and add Girl Scouts to your profile and join the Girl Scout Network. Just Go Girl Scout Network. Yeah, I'm doing that. that right away. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Awesome. So the other one is to become a lifetime member. And that is really paying forward so Girl Scouts can continue to exist in perpetuity into the next generation. The lifetime membership for younger adults, it's 200 bucks. For older adults, it's 400 bucks. But by joining and becoming a lifetime member, you make sure that Girl Scouts will be around for the next 100 years. The other thing is, we have the Juliet Gordon-Lowe Society, and that means giving a planned gift. If Girl Scouts is meaningful in your life and has treasured memories for you, you know, making a planned gift is one of your many gifts. If you're in a corporation, you know, absolutely, we love working with corporate partners. Corporate partners love working with us. I'll tell you, just recently, we were working with Raytheon and Palo Alto Networks on our cybersecurity. The number of media impressions they got was in the billions in the billions by working with us. It's amazing. So it's a win-win for corporations partnering with Girl Scouts as it is for us. 
also with the North Face. So if you have a corporation and you're looking for philanthropic pursuits, that's us. But it's not just in philanthropy. In the case of Palo Alto Networks and Raytheon, this was marketing spend. They wanted to expand their profile. And by partnering with Girl Scouts, they got massive media impressions, which really delighted them with a massive success. So, you know, partnering with them. The thing also is within your own organization, think about creating a network of your Girl Scout alums. We've had several companies, Accenture would be one, where they got their alumni, they got their employees to post if they were Girl Scouts. And it was so fun because they'd have pictures of themselves as a Girl Scout and now as an Accenture executive or partner. It was really great to see that. That is so creative. Yeah, absolutely. That was a lot of fun. So, And then also to use your voice. You know, girls, a lot of times people think, oh, Girl Scouts, you know, they think about our amazing entrepreneurial program, which is our cookie program. But think about the lasting impact that we've made. Because Girl Scouts, you know, in 1993, there was a Girl Scout, an adult Girl Scout, that went to Congress and asked two questions. How many dollars are spent on cancer research by the government on women? And the answer was nothing, zero. Wait, 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 1993? No, 1992. And in 1992, she asked the second question. Okay, you do breast cancer research, yes. How much money was spent on breast cancer research on women? And the answer was zero. And she said, why? They said, well, we can't, you know, we can't quantify for the hormones. Well, that's the point, right? In 1993, the law was changed so that government funding had, for cancer, had to include women. You have seen, we have all benefited as we've seen the dramatic increase in breast cancer, life expectancies when you have cancer. Before it was a life sentence, and now the survival rates are much higher. We can thank that Girl Scout for asking that question. And there are Girl Scouts in all sorts of places, in our communities, in political life, in businesses, who are asking those questions to make sure that our needs in general as women are heard. What an amazing story. Well, Sylvia, I know you have a wonderful book out there, and I wonder if you can just take a moment and talk a little bit about your book and what we can expect to find if we pick it up at Amazon. Okay, so the book is called Path to the Stars, and it's also coming out in Spanish, Camino a las Estrellas. And it's really my story. It's my journey from Girl Scouts to Rocket Scientists, and it's in a middle school voice. One thing I love is how many moms and daughters are reading it together. They find it really impactful. It's really meant to be very inspirational. I had a lot of hardships in life, but I didn't let those hardships define me or my family, and we got through them. And so the book is really inspirational. It's also inspirational for dads and for sons as well, because, you know, getting over failures, getting over tough times, you know, that happens to all kids. But I have found that, you know, tremendous interest by moms and daughters in particular about the book, Path to the Stars. I'm so grateful you shared that with us. And listen, where could we find you and connect with you online? It sounds like you're on LinkedIn. What's the easiest way to learn more about you and your journey? So yes, you can go to my LinkedIn profile, Sylvia Acevedo. Also, I have my own personal website, sylviaacevedo.org, and you'll see the book tour there. So I'm about to be in a variety of cities across America, and that's constantly being updated when I'm talking about the book and doing book signings as well. But you'll also hear me, you know, on national TV and the radio and wonderful programs like yours, talking about how Girl Scouts 
continues to make a difference in the lives of girls, our families, and about America as well. Well, we wish you the best of luck on your book tour. And again, listeners out there, all of this information will be in the show notes. And Sylvia, thank you for your time today. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Yeah, you as well. Everybody, we'll be right back with more Let's Fix Work. Hey, everybody. You know I love to brag about my friends. I also like to listen to them. And right now, I'm listening to Jennifer McClure, host of the Impact Makers podcast. Jennifer is connecting with leaders across all industries to figure out how to make a difference at work and in the world. Here's what she's got going on. I believe strongly that each of us has the ability and the opportunity to positively impact people through our work and through how we choose to live our lives. The truth is that you've already impacted people in this world, even if you haven't been trying. I love what Jennifer has to say. And if you like what you're hearing right here on Let's Fix Work, you'll love what Jennifer's talking about on Impact Makers. So go to jennifermcclure.net forward slash iTunes and subscribe today. Hey friends, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sylvia Acevedo. You can find her on LinkedIn and Sylvia's contact information and a link to her book, Path to the Stars, are in the show notes. And if you have a picture of yourself in a brownie or a Girl Scout uniform or even a Boy Scout uniform or just a cute photo anyway, post it online and tag me at L Rudiman or Let's Fix Work. Let's Fix Work is a production of One Stone Creative. Audra Casino, Megan Doherty, and Gerson Lafleche make the show sound great. Like what you hear? Send me Thin Mints, all of them, please. And please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, please give us a five-star review. Now that's all for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time on Let's Fix Work. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let's Fix Work. Wouldn't you love to get your hands on Lori's no-holds-barred, honest HR handbook for employees and pros alike? Download it for free at lorirudiman.com slash DIYHR. 